Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, good morning. Thanks for joining us for Q&A. This is your opportunity to text in questions this morning from the sermon, so we would encourage you to do that. And so glad that you're joining us this morning. Uh-huh. Um, you know, as you were going through this this morning, Doug, the first one, I have clarity and commitment to my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is something reoccurring. I'm hearing, like, what is my purpose? Who am sure. I meant to be? And right. I just feel like that's been a reoccurring theme I've been hearing lately. Well, it's. Uh, I don't think it's new. It's probably one of the critical. Well, it's not probably. It is. It is at the core of. I think every person wants to know mm-hmm. why am I here? What am yeah. I here for? Right. Um, sometimes it's referred. It's referenced as in who am I? Mm-hmm. But first, I think the question is why am I here? And I think why we answer that question, excuse me, why we ask that question is because we are created in the image of God. As image bearers of God, we have built into us desire for purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and so we fundamentally ask that question. Ecclesiastes says that God has set eternity in our hearts. And so with a sense of eternity in our hearts that that there has to be more to this life than just as I experience it, then gets at this question of what is my purpose in life? Because it's not just people who are down and out to ask the purpose question. Sometimes people are very successful, very busy, very wealthy, very popular, but still find themselves in quiet moments going, why am I here? Hmm. And it's the reminder that our purpose transcends that which we tend to think about what makes life good in this life. It's bigger than that. Otherwise, people who asked those, who had all those things wouldn't ask those profound questions. Uh, I think another reality that that question uh, sits in, folks, is when people are very, very, very busy, sometimes that busyness is driven by, if I stay busy, I don't have to face the harder, deeper questions of... The mm. distraction. Yes, it is. It's mm-hmm. a distraction. And, and we all know that. If something's bugging us, what do we often do? We end up making ourselves busy. So we, and then what do we don't say? Well, I just don't have it. to think about it. Yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, yeah. And so if that's true on a smaller scale in my life, then I think that's going to be true on a larger scale in my life, that sometimes the busyness of my life can be reflective of a uncomfortableness with my answer to the deep lingering question, 
why am I here? What's my purpose in mm-hmm. life? And uh, so I think Jesus was exceedingly clear when he came. He said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, that life and purpose would only be found in him. Mm. Yeah, and so we have um, some questions this morning so about that, I also think when people are thinking like, who am I, what am I to do, can be vocation, can be job, sure. you know, sometimes right. that identity right. um, and job. But um, so a question here about, yeah. um, I think I followed the Lord where He wants me, but where I am is really difficult and hard. Am I in the wrong place? Yeah, great question. Um, we tend to think of hard as our enemy, and hard mm-hmm. is not our enemy. And, and I would always... Here's a good a good thing for all of us to do. When we ask questions like that, we should run those questions against the test of Scripture. Mm, absolutely. Were was Jesus uh, in the right place? Was it hard for him? Yes. Was the Apostle Paul in the right place? And was it hard for him? Yes. yes. Beaten, shipwrecked. Um, abandoned, rejected. Was James the apostle uh, in the right place uh, as an apostle in Jerusalem? Yes. Was it hard for him? Yeah, they chopped his head off. So the test of Scripture, this is why I'm not just saying this flippantly, the test of Scripture suggests to me, I think overwhelmingly, that it's false thinking to declare, if it's hard, I must be at the wrong place in my life. I think that's mm. one of those uh, plausible lies that we tell ourselves, that if For we're sure. in the right place, if we're where God wants us to be, then it won't be hard. No, that's a plausible lie that is revealed to be a lie by the overwhelming testimony of people, the, the men and women of God throughout Scripture who were in the right place. And it was hard. So I don't know if this individual is in the right place or not. I can't answer that for you. I can answer for you. The circumstances of hard is not evidence, is not sufficient evidence that you're not in the right place. Does that make sense? It it makes total sense. Yeah. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's right that you're where you that you aren't where you should be because even in Romans you know the scripture is very clear that he uses all things for our good so yes. even those hard um will be used for our good to make us more like Christ and so i think it's easy when things are mm-hmm. hard this can't be right how can i, I mean we've i feel, i've asked that question i'm sure all of us have like sure. is this right this is really hard and it right. seems like things are falling apart yeah, and that's it's easy to base life on circumstantial evidence. Yeah. Uh, the truth declares, James 1, count it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result that you may be complete, lacking in nothing. So pain and hard are the, uh, I would say it this way, are the least welcome most used gifts of God in our life. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. They are gifts of God in our life to grow us. We mm. experience God in ways. Think about your life, Tracy. I know from, from me, so I won't uh, ask you to give a testimony. <laughs> but I know in my life, some of the deepest heart in my life have been the greatest 
opportunities mm. to experience God in my life. In fact, apart from that hard, I would have not experienced the Lord. And so uh, that doesn't make me want hard. It's the least welcome, <laughs> most powerful gifts of God in my life, pain and hardship. That's true. Yeah. I can, I can yeah, absolutely You think about what's hard in your yeah. life and you go, well, I, I didn't want that. And right. I, I still don't like it. I'm not saying you have to like it. But I do count it joy because I know momentary for Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, leading into five, momentary affliction is accomplishing for me an even greater weight of glory. Mm-hmm. So, temporary hard um, is producing eternal good. It's true. Yeah, I even think about um, difficult situations where I. In those moments is when I truly experience God's word as true. Mm-hmm. Like it's like scripture comes alive and you're like, wow, that is absolutely what I'm experiencing right yes. now. And that confirmation is something you never forget. And I pray that I will never forget as a reminder mm-hmm. of God's faithfulness yes. in those hard moments. And, and sometimes to, to bring it back to purpose, sometimes it's the hardship that we experience that ends up defining one of the purposes, unique purposes God has for us. Uh, The cliche way to say it is my test becomes my testimony, or the hardship becomes the platform Mm. uh, upon which then I declare the sufficiency of God. That's been true for me. The hard in my life has become one of the greatest gifts of how God has used me. And so I count it joy for those reasons. So as you consider the hard, consider it may be the unfolding work of God of clarifying the unique purpose that God has for you in the good works that he's prepared beforehand for you. Mm. Um, Next question here, um, how do I fulfill God's purpose in my life when I have health issues? Mm. Uh, God not only assigned the purposes beforehand, He also knew your health issues beforehand. So it's not like, and I, I don't think you think this, but it's still important to say, God is not in heaven going, oh, man, I've assigned a purpose that's a little beyond them. I could do that to my kids, <laughs> or I could do that yeah. to a person. Sure. I could, not knowing a whole situation, I could be asking them to do something that they really can't do. If God's purposes, if you are correct in God's purposes in your life, then uh, your health issues are the platform, what I just said, the platform to reveal the strength of God in your life. Paul understood, the Apostle Paul understood the purposes of God in his life, and he reflected in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 that he had what he called a thorn in the flesh. A, it seemed like a physical situation that made fulfilling the purposes of God hard for him. He asked the Lord to take it away once, twice, three times, and the Lord said no. So, you can ask the Lord to heal you from the things that are making the fulfilling of your purposes hard. Ask the Lord to heal you. Believe that the Lord can heal you. And just because he has said no for now doesn't mean he will always say no. So, don't shrink back from continuing to ask the Lord. As he says no, 
agree with the Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 12, that in your weaknesses, the strength of Christ is made known. That's what he says. When I'm weak, then he is strong. So now instead of being against and seeing pain and my health situations as my enemy, they're my ally because they become the opportunity for God's sufficient to be sufficiency to be made known in my life. So either ask the Lord to take them away or ask the Lord to make you strong in the midst of them. God is not blind to the challenges that your health have been given to your purposes. Mm. And then a question here about jobs. So what if I'm uh, doing what I believe God has called me to do and another opportunity is presented? Um, how do I know that God isn't moving me to something else? Yeah. I suppose it's not necessarily a job, but right. where the Lord has them. Yeah, that's um, first of all, uh, ask the the purpose. Ask the purpose question: Can you fulfill? If you know your unique purpose, can you fulfill the purpose in the new role? And maybe you can. If you can't. Don't move. If you can, then begin to invite other wisdom into your life. Uh, The Lord does speak through the wisdom comes through a a multitude of counselors. Don't decide what you want and then seek affirmation from what other people. uh, I've known some people who have a unique ability to say, I have not yet concluded. I really am listening. So be that person. Be a person who is really listening. Seek wisdom. If you're married, seek unity of mind with your spouse, where Jackie and I have not been of one mind on something. Uh, used to be difficult to know, how do we pray together? And uh, what we learned was, uh, what's tempting is, Lord, help her to see the light. Hopefully, <laughs> to see it my yeah, way. Yeah, well, that is the light. My yeah. way is the light. Come on, Casey. <laughs> In your that's, perspective. <laughs> that's exactly right. right. Um, so, much better, uh, Lord, give us oneness of mind here. Mm-hmm. So, ask the Lord to give you one mind in prayer and to lead you, invite godly wisdom, and make sure, first and foremost, that it's not distracting you or uh, detouring you at all from what God's purpose has for you. Hmm. That's good wisdom. Um, Next question here. If God knows the hard thing that will drive me away from him, why does he allow it? Well, okay, there's two uh, statements that are contradictory there. God does, uh, let me just make sure I read it for us, because I think uh, whoever asked this question wants you to hear not my, this is not my opinion. Uh, Blessed is a man, uh, James chapter 1, blessed is a man who perseveres under trial, for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised for those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is accomplished, it brings forth 
death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from from above coming down from the Father of lights. So, what I hope you heard there was God is not allowing things in your life to drive you away. He is not tempting you. That is within our own flesh that that is happening. God is testing in the sense that he is revealing where we are in our faith because we cannot grow. Kind of a growth principle is I can't grow unless I know present reality. And trials and testing proves present reality and where need is. So, just want to clarify, God is not tempting you in a way that is going to cause you to go away from him because he does not tempt with evil because he cannot be tempted by evil. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, um, Let's see. So, we've had some really great questions this morning and yes, really appreciate do. those. And so, it's our timer to remind yes. us to end on time. <laughs> well, thank you for sending in your questions this morning. We we do appreciate them and truly hope that's an encouragement to you. Um, and like Doug said, it's a great place to start. Um, just get in your scripture. It's the twenty. Is it twenty first or twenty twenty first today? Just like you said, yeah. Um, just to get started and to spend that time with the Lord this week, I want to encourage you to do that. So thanks for joining us. Hope you have a great day. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.